when you want for example to become a senior like um, a CTO in a company as a woman and uh, you want you have in your mind this projection for your future self and by meeting this person and you see this person is a woman and she's doing that and that and that it's kind of like meeting your future self Juliana Nikolova, CTO of two projects simultaneously, is one of the few female CTOs that we met. She's based in the UK and leads a women mentorship program called One Up, One Down and Rise the Web, a digital agency. The challenges of being a woman CTO and how it helps her get inspired to mentor, advance and help other women do the same. All of this and more in this episode of Leaders to Leaders. Watch on YouTube and read it on dreamix.eu slash blog. Hi, Juliana. Thank you very much for being with us uh, today in this um, short conversation that we're going to have. Uh, and um, uh, can you give us an overview of, um, of your career in a few words as a start? Uh, thank you for hosting this. Yes, so I'm uh, currently CTO of two uh, companies. Uh, one of the company is a software development company about uh, woman mentorship and the other company is a digital uh, advertising uh, and website development company. How do you manage to do the two at the same time? Um, it's all about organization. It's about what you think, if you can manage both and if you can be very organized in your time, don't waste your time and uh, be very strict about your organization and schedule. Great. Can you, can you tell us a little bit more about um, your um, the, the, the advertising agency uh, maybe as a start? like what, what it does, uh, how big it is, and uh, what you do there? Yes, so the, uh, the digital agency, uh, we started that uh, with my partner last year, with uh, the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, so it was a moment that uh, my partner decided to quit his job, and I, was, I got fired because uh, of the pandemic. I was uh, just in uh, my role as a product manager in London, uh, but the uh, pandemic hit and uh, we decided that it's a great opportunity to start something new. So we just uh, went through this and uh, because he's uh, extremely good in marketing, um, my background is in software development and we decided that we can do is marketing and websites and uh, the company grow from, uh, so we, it was only two of us and now we have around 10 people for one and a half year. That's and great. Yeah. Where were <laughs> they based? Uh, most of the people are based in Bulgaria, uh, but uh, we are all uh, working remotely. So everyone is working from uh, his home and we are based in UK. Great, great. And then one up, one down. What is it? <laughs> yes, uh, it's a mentorship uh, platform. It's a software. Uh, that uh, helps uh, women uh, to find the best mentor um, and uh, for her at any particular stage that uh, the, the, this woman is. Uh, so we use machine learning algorithm to predict the best uh, fit um, and to create the most extraordinary experience. Um, so basically we match you with a mentor that is a couple of steps ahead of you and helps you uh, to guide you to the process and to the stage that you want to go. 
So it, it must be challenging there to actually manage the technology of this uh, because, um, as you mentioned, uh, it requires um, uh, AI predictive uh, analytics. Uh, how does it actually technically work? Uh, we use uh, an algorithm that is called Bayesian Network and uh, it's uh, basically getting the, all the possibilities um, what could be a best fit, a best match. Uh, currently, we, it takes quite a lot of time to make one match uh, because uh, we focus on really good matches and uh, what's important is not the product or all the features, but what experience you create and uh, how these users are feeling and if you really make any difference in their life. And when you create that kind of um, experience and not focusing only on the product, people just start talking about this because something changed in their life. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> Sounds so exciting. And then um, when uh, you do this, um, after all it um, in involves some people, um, how, do you, how do you find the mentors and how do you find the, um, the, the, the new users? Uh, basically, it's all organic and it's all through references. Uh, so when we focus on great matches and when these users have really great experience, they start talking with their friends. And uh, because we are focused on uh, spe specifically women, uh, when you have such a great connection with someone and you want to tell your friends and all the users currently are through recommendations, uh, we do some uh, SEO stuff but it's uh, in the very beginning, so um, more than 80% of the people are through references. Great, great. And, and, and throughout the whole process of your development, you have been focused and uh, work, working um, with agility. Um, uh, can you tell us a little bit more uh, of your experience with agility? Yes, that is a great, great approach, especially uh, because the way uh, that product was built before in the past. Um, that was a, it was a very long process because uh, it takes a lot of time to build something. Then you have to test it. While with the agilities, you just try, test, see the feedback, and then uh, go back, test again, get the feedback. And it's a, that kind of feedback look. It really makes sense, especially if you're a startup, because um, you have to be um, able to, if you want, break stuff quickly, learn and improve. And that's how you get uh, to the real point. Otherwise, it may take you so much time to build something. And then if you don't test, you don't know um, if it's working and uh, it's a waste of time. Can you describe so that's the process? Uh, yes, yeah. uh, great. Can you describe the process? Like uh, <laughs> what elements of agility do you use? and uh, how how do you adapt them to, to your working mm. reality? Yes, uh, another thing with, uh, that is quite important with agility is uh, that you mix uh, the different uh, people on your team, like business, product, uh, engineers, designers, because it's quite important to have these different points of views. So we have these weekly meetings with different uh, people from dif different sectors. For example, if you take a person that is uh, in the financial uh, sector and, that, and then you have a developer 
and there are totally different points of view and we discuss what we can do next and it's quite important because you need to align your priorities in business in product in every part of the business and then think what is really important where are the f like foundations then uh, we implement something and we test with users it's uh, you have to talk with the users uh, and uh, ask them for example if you take um, we decide to try different pricing strategy. We discuss the pricing strategy with all these different people and then uh, build the functionality very quickly, talk with the users, is that helpful, is it not helpful, do you use them? And then we see that 80% of people don't use it, don't uh, want to pay for this. Then you just see what is happening in reality. It's not our prediction, you just see it in reality. Makes sense. And and then what can go wrong there um, when you adapt um, uh, agility and uh, which are the mistakes that uh, you have seen so far and, um, and and things that you could advise uh, to avoid? Mm. Yes, um, waiting too much time to talk with users and to go to and to test um, because at some point you are asking yourself these questions. Uh, will I annoy these users? And um, you are afraid. And basically what could go wrong is um, uh, leaving the fear to like overflow you. And um, if you leave the fear to affect your decisions, then you wait, 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 wait. And then you test and see that is totally different thing and uh, by waiting that mu that long time it doesn't help you no sense and then how does agility help with this and uh, what is the difference between um an agile product management and um uh in a traditional old school product management in that sense like um the speed and the process yes so one of the things that is quite important with agility is to not be afraid of the world of the word failure and i think that is a common thing with humans like at all because uh, we are afraid of failure and that's how we are like uh, taught from child from like uh, children and uh, because we are afraid of failure and we are afraid to breaking stuff and at some point that was uh, that was uh, how all traditional um uh, product building was built like you create the best product and uh, you have to create like you can build this product for two years and then you re 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 release the product and see okay that uh, nobody needs this product and so why uh, so what could go wrong is like and what people have to understand is to switch their mind and switch their mentality from this um, from the for the world uh, like for the word um, failure from negative to positive. If you think for failure as a positive thing and you think like, okay, I need to uh, test, build, break stuff very quickly, you move faster and that's, that's how progress happens. And that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. And what are your personal rules for agile product manager management? Um, <laughs> The software should be working. Uh, that is uh, <laughs> very important 
rule that um, yeah you have to keep that customer collaboration all the time uh, and uh, have the loop like feedback loop build stuff quickly break them quickly improve even faster makes sense great um, and then one thing that you can notice um, big takeaway um, in, in, in the process of adoption of agility um, what do we need to be aware of mm, if I need to have really one takeaway it would be this don't be afraid of failure and uh, that is not only about agility it's about your mentality at all like don't be afraid of failure try as quickly as possible talk with users listen carefully and then implement and test again and see because everything has everything changed throughout time priorities change uh, people behaviors change and uh, trends change so you have to be very flexible so don't be afraid of failures great and and, and now uh... Honestly, when I was looking through uh, some names and people that are in the position of a CTO, um, to see a woman is really, really rare, uh, including in the UK. Um, so I wanted to, to, to ask you if you being a woman, in a way, affected the way you approached um, uh, the, the technology, working on technology, managing teams, and, and how, how did you tackle this um, in a way, um, prejudice to, to, to women in technology? Um, yeah, it is challenging uh, because um, I used to have, and I still have, uh, a lot of fears when asking questions, if uh, I'm asking the right questions and uh, how others will uh, perceive me uh, when they see a woman in technology and that kind of stuff. But uh, you have to just push yourself out of, out of the comfort zone and just do these things and uh, don't maybe that's uh, what helps me being very stubborn and uh, just uh, doing whatever I'm afraid of. Um, so yeah, it is challenging, but I think I see quite a lot uh, quite a lot more women in these uh, topics and uh, these fields so. Yeah, is, it's is, changing. Is, is this something that you're, you're you're trying to contribute to the change of uh, as well with the project one up one down? Yes, because I see a lot of women they they have that kind of fears and uh, not be able to have um, to show their voices and uh, it's kind of like building this uh, confidence, building this courage and just showing there and uh, there is uh, yeah every every woman should like have to be courageous about this um, about technologies about everything like it doesn't matter what you do um, it's you have to show courage so one thing that I'm really curious of is like what gave you the courage and what gave you the power to actually um, do it for yourself first mm. Um, one of the things is that I'm extremely curious. I want to know everything <laughs> about every topic and I've changed my direction so many times, like being a, 
landscape architect for five years. And actually, that is one thing that is very common with the product. So I spent seven years in landscape architect, working that, like um, having this feel like it's a master degree, it's five years. And then two years working, and it's just seven years of my life. And then I realized that's not my thing. And it's the same with the old approach in a product. Like you build a product for seven years, and then you see that it's not working. And why should it be that way? So why don't we just try as many things as you can, see what you want to go, and just go? And you have to try. It's all about curiosity. It's all about being very curious about everything in life, not only in your particular area, because I don't read stuff only about technologies. I read about um, mentality, self-awareness, uh, bodybuilding, or whatever it is, like every different kind of topics. And because you have all these objectives and you all different things in your mind, and it's kind of like it helps you to be more objective in life in general. Have you, in a way, from your perspective now, worked with other women that decided to go to technology as their future career development as a mentor? Or have you traced in a way um, what um, the progress is like for, for someone who is more junior than you are? Um, and can you share a story like this? Mm. Yes, so one of my mentees, uh, she's from New Zealand. Uh, she is uh, 20 years old, uh, so it's 10 years. Um, younger than me and uh, she is uh, in her last year in robotics i don't know anything about robotics but i'm so curious to know and she teach me like uh, about robotics and she uh, sent me videos how they built uh, robots and that kind of stuff um which is very interesting but what uh, because i'm her mentor uh i'm and being a mentor is not like giving telling her what to do it's more like um she gives me the situation that she is and she asked me what I would do and I get the situation and just if I'm, I were in your place, I would do this and this and this. And uh, we have been in this relationship more than a year now. So we connected through one of one down um, and because she want to build, uh, build a career in, uh, like, uh, in the technology, so uh, it just the algorithm came up with uh, my name as a mentor and I just became her name and we continue with this relationship because it was a very good match and a very important thing uh, in this match is the personality type because um, she's a very proactive person and um, I'm a proactive person and I love when uh, like uh, you ask for advice and then you take actions. It's not about asking uh, stuff and then uh, doing nothing it's about uh, the actions and she's very actionable person and this relationship is um, absolutely amazing because now she's uh, offered two jobs actually last week uh, she messaged me about that uh, and i'm very happy it's uh, yeah <laughs> great what what's her name uh, her name is sabrina great so congrats sabrina it's uh, it's, it's really amazing yeah. to to hear this and um i wanted to touch base on mentorship now and uh, because I'm, I'm really curious and I see the need of, um, of mentorship uh, and, and I can see it everywhere, uh, including uh, with women uh, and with um, senior to junior um, talent. Um, can, you, can you share a little bit of, of your experience uh, as a mentor 
and what the most important thing for a mentor is. Well, in our relationship with Sabrina, she's 20 and 30 now, and I remember when I was 20, and I, it's kind of like I see my past self, and I see myself in a very clear view now, because you see your prediction self, like it's kind of, it's really powerful to be on the both sides, but um, what we see is uh, many women are afraid to be mentors because they think they don't have enough experience or they don't have anything to share. And that's not true because uh, we have very, very senior women that sign up as mentees, which is ridiculous. Like she has been executive director for 15 years and she's a mentee. You, have, you, can, you can give a lot. Wow, uh, that that really speaks a lot about uh, the need to further boost, in a way, um, you know, the uh, the power of, uh, of of women, in a way, um, and that's that's a story by itself, I think, and that's a topic by itself. But um, firstly, it's a powerful message from you, and then when they become mentors, and usually they're inexperienced when they're mentors for the first time. Yeah. Of course, they can read literature on being a mentor, but from your perspective, what happens on that first day on which you're matched with someone who is your mentee? Uh, what what do you do? Like, you meet there and you yeah. see that junior person and you're like, okay, um, he's looking at, uh, up to you, like um, yeah. a, a person of, of example. Like, what, what what's next? Like, what what are the steps out there that they need to take? Yes, absolutely. It's not easy, definitely. The first time that I was a mentor, it's kind of like, it's one of these things that you have to show the courage. Uh, because uh, being a mentor is like showing a courage because, as you said, you give an example to someone else and you feel like the teacher and you you feel that you have to say things right, to do everything right. Uh, but that's not the case. Actually, what you have to do is just take the situation that the other person is and just think what would you do and uh, don't uh, don't have these advices just uh, be very very objective um, and uh, kind of be very curious about the other person it's not like it's it's not about you being a mentor is not about you it's being it's uh, being useful, it's about the mentee situation, it's about the other person's situation. Um, but you get that kind of confidence boost after the meeting because uh, you've made this big step and uh, it's, uh, it helps you grow. It helps you grow a lot. And then, Juliana, do you have any strategy for um mentor uh like do you have some particular steps like goals that you're setting mm -hmm. for your mentee or how wh wh what do you actually do yeah so we actually on our website we have this uh, uh guidance for mentees and for mentors so now uh, we uh, support mentors a lot uh, by telling them what questions they could ask uh, because um also you start asking yourself, okay, what should I ask this person, or how to support this person in the yeah. best way? I want to, uh, I want to, I want to yeah. kind of, you know, um, drive in that direction. Like, if uh, you were asked and uh, let's say interviewed, and uh, like, what, 
what what are those uh, questions that you need to ask? Like, um, can you can you share a little bit like of of that um, of that um, guidances? Mm. Um, so the question is like uh, being curious about the other person. It's not like uh, okay, what should I prepare and what should I do and uh, that kind of self thing. You have to be very self aware and self-aware about yourself about the other person and being curious about the other person if you focus not on yourself because that is normal human thing that uh, we love to focus on ourselves and we put ourselves on first place and that kind of things but you have to be curious on the other person and you have and so um questions like okay where you are now uh, what what's your background why asking why all the time that was uh, the situation with uh, my mentee so because she was coming with different um, situation different challenges through this year and i don't tell her what to do i just ask her why like how why why do you think this is that way or why do you think uh, why did you do that i just ask her why and she start thinking for herself which is she realized i don't uh, i when it give me a situation and i see the answers but i don't want to tell her the answers because she will not accept the answers that way she have to realize the answers by herself and that happens only by asking why why do you think this way why 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 and at some point she start asking these why questions for herself and start thinking for herself right and then what what is the right forum in which you do it? Like the first uh, meeting now, now that we're in uh, yeah. lockdowns uh, or uh, distant uh, working, uh, of course, it's uh, probably usually online, but um, how do you structure your meetings? Mm. Yes, uh, I think that makes um, a lot of um, difference uh, with the, all the other mentoring services and platforms that I've seen so far. Uh, so we have three uh, for three months, uh, four meetings. Uh, so the first month you have two meetings and then every second month. So the second month you have one more meeting and the third month you have the fourth last meeting. Um, so we tested that quite a lot and we found, found this structure extremely um, useful and working because for these four meetings you can create a story around the problem and solve a particular problem and then switch to the next one if you have quite a lot of meetings you can feel overwhelmed like uh, even for the mentee or for the mentor most of the time is the mentor because uh, they're a little bit more uh, busier uh, but having four meetings is not too much and it's, it is exactly enough time to, to create a story and solve this particular problem. Then you switch to another problem, maybe with another mentor, or you can continue with this one. So this is a very working structure. Right, and, and, and do the meetings related to one particular problem differ in a way? Like, is it, um, uh, is it something completely different that happens on a first and on a second meeting, or? Uh, it depends entirely on the um, improvisation of a of, of a mentor. Mm. It's all about the like the different people. So different uh, 
different uh, relationships have different structures, so that that's why we don't we don't want to make it very structured because different people have different approaches. Some people uh, have like even six, six, eight meetings uh, for these three months. Some people need only two meetings, and uh, of course we recommend four meetings for three months. But with some people, we've seen this chemistry between them, so we cannot stop them. Uh, but uh, when when you have you have this kind of balance between being structured and being uh, like out of control, so it's their choice because you have to give people a choice. You cannot tell them what to do because uh, it doesn't sound right, and they will not do it. <laughs> and who is the engine usually? Um, probably the, the 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 mentor, but. Um... Imagine if it is difficult for a mentor to kind of uh, guide or like take some um, important information from a mentee. Um, like, uh, what is the extent to which the mentee is actually um, an, uh, an active part and has an active role in 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 the whole thing, and how how big it is the difference? Um, on the mentee side for the mentor? Hmm. That is a very great question, very important, uh, because uh, most people think that the mentor should be the active one, the proactive one, and they should be the engine, the navigator. That's not true. It's, um, it's a both sides thing. Like, it's like a relationship. So you have like a woman-man relationship. It's, it's not only the one person is not only the man that should take the steps it's both sides and it is absolutely the same case so you have um, both sides have to be very proactive both sides um, have to be so if the mentor give the advice the mentee should take that the steps and act otherwise if you are like okay i will uh so i will ask about advice and then i will not do anything and i will come back and oh that's not working or uh, like uh, have you tested? Have you tried? Did you take my words like into practice? No. And it's a both sides. You have to be both people have to be very curious about each other to build this chemistry. And it's absolutely the same thing as a human, like as a normal relationship between man and woman. Absolutely the same. It's equal parts. It's not only the mentor guiding um, the process. Right. Wow. Um, and then. Uh outcomes usually, uh, how do you see them and what is the thing that uh, you perceive as a result for a mentee mm. and maybe for the mentor as well? Yes, um, from mentee, for mentees, uh, they, yeah, it really depends on the relationship, every relationship is different, but what we see that both parts like gain this confidence, this confidence boost. Um, and uh, I can say that being a mentor actually for myself, I think I've learned much more for myself by being a mentee because when I'm a mentee, um, I'm looking for example for a mentor for one particular thing and I'm asking for advice, but being a mentor, I'm able to observe myself what I do in that kind of situations. And observing myself in that kind of situation, we, you learn quite more than asking these questions and getting the answers. So you're um, saying that mentors 
are actually learning a lot as well, right? Yes, absolutely. And you, and you would recommend it even uh, for people that um, are very senior and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and they would not only share some knowledge in this way and give some guidance, but also get a lot for themselves, right? Absolutely. You get so much because you see how you like transferring your knowledge to other people. You have to be very uh, like self-aware and uh, you, you learn quite a lot because as I said, like you see yourself, how you act and you, you get this kind of um, confidence and uh, it's, uh, you, you learn a lot about yourself. And, and women, what, what is with women actually mentoring each other? Why, where is the need? Um, personally, for, for myself, I think I, I know where the, the need is because there is underrepresentation in particular sectors. There is um, a problem with um, uh, suppressions. There is uh, pay range uh, differences that have been um, uh, widely discussed. Uh, there is prejudice. Um, there is uh, a lot of uh, a lot of things. But but still, can you can you put it in your words? Like, what is mm. that thing that helps women through mentorship? Women particularly. Yes, um, I would say the most important thing is that you can be more yourself, and you can relax more. Um, when you meet a woman, because um, if you have men as a mentors, it's it's kind of it's working of course as well. It's uh, uh, one of my greatest mentors have been a man like my previous boss. Uh, he introduced me to technology, and he was the greatest mentor I've ever had in my life. And he was a man, and it's fine. Uh, but with a woman, you can really share your fears. And that's the difference because you can uh, explore yourself quite more than with a man. Because with a man, um, I can ask him about uh, many things in life, but I cannot relax at that level when I'm talking with a woman because she can understand me a little bit more. To what extent uh, it is about empowerment? Like it is about um, about gaining confidence that. Um, in other situations without this mentorship um, when you want for example to become a senior like um, a CTO in a company as a woman and uh, you want you have in your mind this projection for your future self and by meeting this person and you see this person is a woman and she's doing that and that and that it's kind of like f meeting your future self and uh, you see you're feeling very close to your future self because it's a woman it's a woman it's a kind of it's so much close to you and you can just adopt this personality and that is that is the core of the mentorship so every person in have this um, projection for what they want to become in their head like consciously or unconsciously you want to progress in some direction and you have you want to uh, you know what you want to become and when you meet this person that is already there and if you if it's a woman it's kind of like it's so much easier because it's a woman 
and it's not like oh you cannot say oh he's a man because and he's so much easy to progress in this direction because uh, men are easy uh, accepted and it's easier for them you cannot say that you see this woman there and you can just project yourself there right and you can relate yeah, i think that's mm -hmm. yeah it, it makes a lot of sense do you do you have any like limitations like when is it possible for you to become a mentee or when is it you're ready to become a mentor like are there any like thresholds like this mm. Mm. um no i don't think so like um you can become a mentor in a very early stage it's um it's about your mentality because uh, some women that we have seen in the program they're extremely self-aware and very mature even that in age they're not that mature uh and it's uh, and the other way around like uh, it's all about your mentality how uh, where you are in your self-development stage so if you're if you want to if you want to build courage if you're 20 three years old and you want to f build your courage, then go and become a mentor and build yourself from there. It's, you can always have this experience and you can always give your uh, point of view. So you're saying at the same time, you can become both a mentor to mm -hmm. someone who is 10 years um, younger than you and uh, you can become a mentee to someone who is um, like, uh, CTO of, let's say, a big enterprise, for instance. Mm, yes, actually, we have so in different situations, we have these cases. So, for example, with um, digital, uh, all these new digital stuff, we have mentors that are younger sometimes that, than uh, in age, uh, because, for example, you have a lady that uh, is 40 years old and she's not that much in technology, so she needs a professional advice how to build her social networks. So her mentor is uh, a little bit younger lady uh, that is uh, that has like five years in social media stuff, and she's and that is very particular. So she can give her advice in a pro professional perspective, like right this other way around. And then it, it, let's say imagine you personally. Um, do you also have mentors as well as uh, mentees mm -hmm. at the moment? Yes, yes. Absolutely, I have both. Like, um, I have a mentor that is in the program, and I have a mentee as well. So my mentor is uh, ten years old, and then me, and um, we meet. Uh, we continue meeting, uh, especially actually with my mentors and mentees. I continue these relationships just because it was a really good match. Uh, so we meet sometime, like in a couple of months now. Uh, but I have both like both direction because uh, that helps me so so much like having both sides of being a mentor and being a mentee like being a mentee teaches you how to be how to become coachable like can you yeah can you be coachable and then being a mentor uh, it's kind of can you give your knowledge like can you take and give knowledge that is basically the uh, the two things that is quite important and that's what gives me so much like I grow so mu so much faster that way like being both great so mentor and mentee at the same time thank you very much uh, Julian Nicolova <laughs> for our conversation
co-founder and CTO of One Up, One Down, uh, and um, co-founder and uh, CTO of Rise the Web as well. Thanks, thanks a lot for your conversation, for our conversation, and for your participation. And um, talk to you soon again. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening until the end. Stay tuned with our upcoming episodes on Leaders to Leaders by subscribing to DreamX's YouTube channel and dreamx.eu slash blog.